Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Season 6, Episode 11, Gone. Original air date, January 8th, 2002. Woo! I don't know what exciting things happened in 2002. Oh. Maybe nothing. Hold on to your hat, Michaela. (laughs) I mean, this will come up later. We'll get there. Wow. Do we actually have a thing for this? (laughs) Our, our recurring segment, yes, obviously. I'm a genius, slash, I remembered that. I don't know how deep I want to get into your <laughs> fantasy here. <laughs> Invisibuffy. Buffy is gone, and honestly, this episode was less bad than I feared. That's because Stu set you up so hard for it to you be terrible. You gave me really, really <laughs> low expectations for this one in person, and I was just terrified listen it's not a good episode but it is not as bad as a stew made it sound like no 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 it's wacky and i will remember it there are some things that happen i'll remember certain parts of it like one part the part that i already remembered maybe and nothing else because nothing else really matters some stuff actually kind of happens i mean not really Eh, really get to it the nerds are doing some things yeah I don't know how familiar you are with the NSYNC song, Gone. Not very at but all. But every time we say Gone, it just plays in my head. Gone, yeah. gone, baby, you're gone. Gone, gone, gone. No, it's just like... Don't want to be a fool for you. <laughs> that's that's like really close to an actual NSYNC song. Wow. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. bye, bye. bye. Yeah. yeah. I did that with my college a cappella choir. Uh, I think I know that fucking song. No, that was in a remix of a Backstreet Boys song. The Call, that's what it was. The Call's a fun song. It is. Anyways, this song is more like, gone. There's a lot of that that happens in it. So you should just fucking put that throughout. No. Yeah. The nerds have some sort of phaser thing. Yo, you're just, are you skipping over the first scene? Is that what we're doing? Oh, right. Yeah, Dawn and Buffy are doing the magic clearance of things. Yeah, of Willow's room. They're getting rid of all the... Oh, that contraband. Oh, my God. Yeah. Listen, it's a straight metaphor, you know? It's a straight magic as drugs metaphor, and they're doing everything but replacing drugs with magic, and that's just all it is. You know, I was sort of starting to feel, like, at what point is it no longer a metaphor? (laughs) Right. You know? Like, yeah. haven't we gone past? We have crossed the <laughs> metaphor line, and now we're just in, like, no, Willow has a drug problem, but instead of saying drugs anytime on this show, they say magic. And to be fair, we crossed that line long ago when Willow was, like, lying on the ceiling having her magic drug trip. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we both have this picture. Um, We have the exact same fucking picture. I just cut it more than you did. Excellent. Mine is called What a Jag. And then in brackets, I have Wiggity Whack, which is an allusion to something that you have captured in your picture. Garbage wig. It's such a piece of garbage. It's such a shit wig. I didn't realize what was happening with her hair. For the first, like, half of this episode. And then she gets, so Buffy gets her dramatic haircut. And I'm like, oh. It was a fucking wig. Oh, it was a fucking wig. It was a garbage wig. That's why it looked so dumb. 
so I think it they, like they were like she's gonna be wearing this wig for ten minutes. We're not spending good money on this wig. No, she's gonna cut it. We're not spending good money on this wig. Uh, so they gave her this piece of shit garbage wig. So that's oh, where so Wiggity bad. Whack comes from for mine. <laughs> and what a jag is in reference to the jaguar on her shirt. Oh yeah, she got this sweet yeah this sweet jaguar shirt. But what a fucking jag. I mean, her hair is very distracting. It's hard to see anything else in this. It's so this distracting. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my god. I kept looking at it and I like I didn't know what was happening, but I was like, what? What's going on with the hair, Buffy? You're like, why is Buffy's hair so shitty? I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) What have they done to her? Because I'm bad at, like, identifying exactly what has changed episode to episode. So I just know that, like, it's wrong in some way. Something is different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now Uh, the nerds have some sort of phaser or lathe or something. I know! You construct a weapon. Look around you. Can you form some sort of rudimentary lathe? It's an Invisaray, which may have been one of the things on their um, board of, like, take over the world ideas. Yeah. I don't really remember. I mean, why is everything a ray with them? (laughs) Freeze ray, Invisaray. We're two for two on their evil items, I think. Well, they swing very mad scientist on the spectrum of, like, mad scientist to demon, I guess. Right? Yeah. Like on the science to magic scale. A little Jay's on the magical side of things, but generally the trio is very mad science. I guess Warren sort of steers the ship and he's mm-hmm. gonna wanna do the science. Oh, science is in such big air quotes. I guess mad <laughs> science is how you take care of that. But yeah, they've made they use their giant diamond to make an invisoray. I mean, do they have a mad hypothesis? What's their mad control group like? They're they're doing mad engineering. That's true, they are not scientists. You're right. <laughs> so yes, Warren is steering the ship here in a big way. And I mean, throughout this entire episode, I had forgotten what a driving force and like what a a dichotomy there was within the the trio. Because I think of them as like a unit, but they're really not. They're it's like really Warren not. doing his thing and then Lil J and Andrew along for the ride, wanting to look at naked women, but... Like, that's really the extent of their dastardly plans. And Warren's a fucking crazy person. Yeah, like, they're definitely not coming up with the plans. And they're not thinking through, like, the stuff that they want to do. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about how it affects other people, which doesn't make it okay that they want to, like, do really creepy shit. But, like, there's a sinister aspect to Warren that you yeah. just don't really get from Andrew and Lil J. Right, because they're not evil or crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Willow's getting over her magic shakes. You know, they've cleared out all the all the crap here. I think Buffy found Spike's lighter earlier. Yeah, as, on the couch. Uh, and that is a metaphor where she's <laughs> like, oh, Willow... It's so confused about what's wrong and what's right, and it's easy to give in to temptation. Symbolic lighter. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Willow and Buffy are on the same journey. It's just that Willow is actually further ahead than Buffy at this point, where she's admitted she has a problem and has given up, where Buffy just keeps being like, no, I'm not going to give in again. I'm fine. <laughs> You've got to admire the tenacity of the writing team where they're like, ah, season four was a bit of garbage. And that, I mean, a lot of that came from the fact that it was the Buffy and Willow show. But this time we'll do the Buffy and Willow show right. We'll make it all right this time. 
this time the Buffy and Willow show will be perfect. And you're like, no, guys. No, no, no. You did this two years ago. <laughs> Think back. We're doing it again. They are. Oh, they super are. Yeah. Right? Because, like, they give Xander and Anya arguably more to do in this episode, and it's still jack shit. It's yeah, nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing <laughs> yeah. to do. Oh, boy. Dawn is being mad teenaged through this entire oh, episode. Like, sassy. she is just a... Yeah. She's a wash with hormones and emotions. God. But she also basically has no adult supervision. No. Right? Buffy's like, you better be home straight after school, Dawn. And then when Dawn comes in at night, Buffy doesn't even mention it. Uh, this entire episode paints Buffy in such a bad light. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's just terrible because she's not a good guardian for Dawn. The best thing for Dawn would be to be moved to a different household with a more responsible caregiver. Right. I mean, putting her in, like, the foster system isn't necessarily going to be better for her because there's no guarantee of that. It's hard to be much worse. Yo, the foster system is a bad place. Yeah. People do it for the money, which is the wrong reason. That is true. But man, this, yeah, Buffy's not doing a good job of things right now. Just put Don up for adoption or something. Those people are all <laughs> really motivated to adopt kids. People don't adopt teenagers, generally speaking. Oh, Don is like a year old though, right? Yeah. She's basically a baby. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Spike barges into the house almost oh. on fire. It's the middle it's of the day. day. It's you day. Guys, and there's it's so much sun day. on his I'm so face. Mad. He's in the kitchen. Like the blinds are open. There's compare, just sun everywhere. <laughs> compare this to Angel. I know. In like the first time that sun was a problem for him when Kendra locked him up and like the sun was starting to rise and he was getting the shakes and he was all damp and yeah. weak and shit. The sun was near him and he was just sweating buckets, you know? And then Spike's like, no, the sun's not really, like, a problem for me. No big deal. (laughs) Well, he has to get flirty with Buffy, and he can't do that while he's all shaky and gross. (laughs) Uh, But he's here. He claims that he's looking for his lighter, which he did lose, but it's also a really shaky excuse. Yeah, for coming over in the day when he (laughs) burns. And, like, I don't know. I feel like most... Uh, most smokers have more than one lighter. You right. don't just have one lighter. That's a bad system. He says one he's fond none. of this lighter. Sure. Mm. But it's not his only lighter by any means. Xander interrupts as Spike starts to like finger bang Buffy for not the first time in this episode. I don't know what's going on. Buffy it's... gets real caught up by things and you're <laughs> like, oh, wh- how? Wow. Okay. What are you not showing us? I don't actually want to know. But Xander comes in. He interrupts things and says how only a super pathetic person would ever fall for Spike <laughs> to Buffy's face. Yeah, he's just going on and on, and Buffy's like, okay, enough of this. Get out here, Spike. I don't want to hear Xander talk shit about me anymore. Uh, damaged goods there. Oh, Came back boy. a bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to that. And Doris Kroger shows up at the house. She is from social services and has excellent points about how Buffy's not a good caregiver. This was like a really interesting moment for me when Mm. Doris showed up. Because as a, whatever, teenager of some variety, 
when I would have been mostly watching this show, I'm like, oh, fuck Doris. Yeah, Buffy, you show Doris who's boss. And now I'm like, man, Doris really is just looking out for Dawn's best interests. She is. She's she, doing her best, and Buffy does terrible job. things to her. Like a delays her job. career. Yeah, delays her career by years. Possibly right. just stalls it entirely and like, gets away with everything. Doris, you don't just become a social worker because you're in it for the money. No. Like, there's no money. You're doing it because you're a good person who genuinely wants to help children. Yeah. And you've got this person who can't keep a, t- a schedule, can't keep her sister on schedule, who she's supposed to be taking care of. Like, Dawn's late for school at this point, And yeah, Buffy, that's on you. Da- like, some dude named Spike is in the house. Right? There's like- <laughs> magic weed that she finds in a box in plain uh, sight. Uh, and you're like, yeah. So, I mean, Buffy does not do well. She's very flustered because she wasn't expecting this interview, but she knew about it. She just yeah. has no idea what day of the week it is. Yeah, exactly. Because she never sleeps. <laughs> she doesn't know what day of the week it is today. And you're like... Uh, this is not a person who should be taking care of things. Buffy lies about Willow living in the house. Uh, Why? Why? What purpose does it possibly serve? It's a good thing to have other people there. You can be like, this is my stable friend slash roommate Willow. There are plenty of bedrooms. Willow helps out around the house and is awesome. Talk to her. She's so smart. Yeah. Yes. She's such a good role model for Dawn, getting her to stay in school, helping her study. None of this. Instead, oh, no one else lives here. And then Willow calls down and she's like, oh, whoops, I forgot. You're like, no, why did you not tell her though? Why? I don't know. Also, Buffy does not have a job. So her employment levels come up and it's like, yes, get a fucking job. Get a job. Where is money coming from? Back in Flooded? (laughs) Like, five, six episodes ago, this was a huge thing that Buffy didn't have any money. Giles wrote her some sort of insane check, and she's been coasting on that since then. On that? It was a big-ass check, yo. She had to do a full copper repipe. Full copper repipe. At some point in here, Buffy says something about kids and their buggin' street slang. (laughs) And I, I really enjoyed that. Oh, God. I think Buffy's also wearing a see-through shirt. It's hella see-through. <laughs> For this it's entire interview. Yeah, it's absolutely see-through. Which, you know, that's fine. You wear a see-through shirt, Buffy. Maybe not in front of Doris. Not in front of Doris! <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's so, the yeah, worst. It goes real bad. Doris is basically like, you're on probation. And Buffy's like, but wait, you don't understand. And you're like, no, Buffy. She understands. <laughs> it's a very she's cohesive just doing picture. Her job. And she's doing it well. And you don't look very stable right now. Oh, we're such narcs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Because it's some recent episode, you called me an anti-narc. I was going to come in here and, like, try to defend Buffy. And then I just couldn't do it. No. I just, I couldn't do it. There's Your no... inner narc sensibilities <laughs> just shut you down. <laughs> right. And, like, I'm just so upset about the treatment of Doris. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really despicable. Doris does nothing wrong and gets horribly punished for it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We are such narcs. Okay, so Buffy is distraught. She's so distraught by being put on probation that she gives herself a dramatic haircut. And thank God this fucking wig is going away. 
Spike keeps calling her Goldilocks and saying that he likes how her hair bounces around while they're banging. So she's like, no more. Okay, well, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, she's like, no more of this. (laughs) And uh, cuts her stupid wig. At which point, I'm sure you were like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't immediate, but like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So then she has to go see a real hairdresser because she's done a pretty hack job on this whole self-haircut thing. Right. So the nerds are going to rob a waxing place or just like stand in it? No, no. They're going to just, they're just going to stand in it mouth breathing and you're like, someone's going to hear you fuckers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But they're going to be invisible so no one can see them. They've got this nice Invisaray that turned a chair invisible and has yet to be human tested, but it's fine. Yeah, they're engineers. They don't give a shit about testing. Mad engineers. <laughs> and whoops, they fight over it when they see Buffy and whoop-a-doo-ba-doo accidentally zap Buffy with it instead of zapping one of themselves and Buffy turns invisible. They manage to zap a variety of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. They zap... Dumpster. A garbage can, a pylon. It's all good. Oh, maybe a fire, fire hydrant. hydrant. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Like, when, when Jonathan and Andrew are fighting over the Ray, and Jonathan's like, Buffy can't see me. You're like, yo, turn him invisible. He's the most <laughs> conspicuous of you all. Buffy went to school with him for, like, three years. Yeah, she knows very well what he looks like. Right? He made, like, an entire universe where he was everywhere. He was gonna off himself, and she had to <laughs> save him in a with a gun in the fucking clock tower. Clock tower, right? Yeah. She very uh, much knows what Jonathan looks like. Anyway, now that Buffy is invisible, I think it's a good time to come into our first segment. Good. The classic recurring segment that you were looking for earlier, Keeping Up with the Joneses. Who's the enemy? A valid question. We know nothing about their language, their history, or what they look like. But we can assume this. They stand for everything we don't stand for. Also, they told me you guys look like dorks. They look like dorks! So, I mean, based on earlier, my assumption is that this is about the year 2002 in some way. You are correct. (laughs) Uh, I'll give a bit more of a descriptive summary if you don't mind. No, I don't. Yeah, you do you, you know? Let's take a look at what was popular on TV at the same time this was airing and uh, how the fandoms for that are doing. Oh, this is fun. I like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about it. So I've got some research here. The top three TV shows for the 2001-2002 season, uh, which I will remind you started late due to September 11th, so it actually started in like November or something, or properly started in November. Anyway, top three. Uh, Number three, ER. Okay, yeah, ER used to be big shit. The amount of like famous people who were on ER is just astounding. I can imagine. I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of ER. I also have not watched (laughs) much ER. I just know that, like, there were a lot of famous people on it. Let me me go and check it out. Sure. The most famous person, let's say, is obviously George Clooney. Oh. Was he (laughs) starring in it? So, out of... 250 episodes he's in 109 okay so he wasn't on it like the entire time by any means prominently but yeah i'm sure there were like a bunch of seasons that he was on jesus 250 episodes there's like 15 seasons yeah like er went for a long time honestly i don't really even know what the format of er like it's just a drama i think medical drama 
like is it is it just basically a soap opera set in a hospital i'm honestly not sure i have no idea my research does not cover that far <laughs> but yeah so i mean we got juliana margulies who's also quite famous shane west who i made a big deal about that time he was on buffy right john stamos stamos a good chunk william h macy was on 30 episodes which is pretty good do you know who william h macy is you would if you saw him i know you don't know names that's, that's fine. fine yeah ming na wen who is currently famous because she was in crazy rich asians oh yeah alex kingston who i know as uh, river song from doctor who taylor kingston <laughs> i hope not i wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, like, clearly ER was pretty popular if it had 15 seasons. Yeah. All right. So that's popular at this time. Coming in at number two, CSI, Crime Scene Investigator. Oh, man. Like, that's... Investigations? I think Investigations. That's like vanilla CSI, right? the original one. Like, OG? Yeah, I just have CSI, the original one. Wow. Because that was popular. That was the number two... Or... TV show for this time period. Jesus fucking Christ, that also has 15 seasons. <laughs> oh <laughs> what is God. happening? <laughs> How much CSI? That's what you want, though, right? You want something that's yeah. syndicatable and you can just keep Ooh. pumping it out. You just gotta keep get going. that syndication. It's already in the year 2000, so this was the height, I suppose, mm-hmm. of its popularity. Yeah. Do you want to try to guess what the number one television show in America, the United <sighs> States thereof, was for the 2001 to 2002 season. Is it going to be some garbage like American Idol or something? It is not, although I will say there are two contenders in the top 10. There's Survivor Africa and uh, Survivor Marquesas. I don't know how to say that. I was planning to look it up, but I didn't. But there are two (laughs) survivors in the top 10. Well, that's because Survivor, yeah, happens like multiple times a year or something. Fucking hell. That's why there have been so many seasons of Survivor. You think that 15 is a lot? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just just wait isn't it all just, just the same <laughs> i guess you could say that about bake-off and i would say fuck you no it's not all the same there are 38 seasons of survivor oh that hurts me in a visceral way okay guessing which what the number one is it's not a garbage thing like that okay um oh man it's hard to cast my mind back like that you know <laughs> Oh, like it's like what was on? I don't know, man. Just tell me. It is Friends. Oh, that's a good. Uh, if I had thought of that, I would have been smart. Yeah, yes, that makes you would have. So yeah, let's so. take a look at how the fandoms are doing. So the subreddit for Friends, the most popular yep. one is r slash How You Doing with no G. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. And yeah. it is going strong, Michaela. Sixty-five point eight thousand subscribers compared yeah. to Buffy's thirty-one point seven thousand. So that's about double. That's a bit more than double. Uh, 400 online as of recording compared to like 100 or so, 134 Buffy. Right, okay. Um, I would generally say that Buffy fans are much more engaged for like the number that originally watched the show. Like given how popular Friends is in the subconscious of the world to how popular Buffy is, like you run into a lot more people who are like, oh, I love Friends than, oh, I love Buffy. Mm-hmm. So I would say getting half the number of friends subscribers is really good for Buffy. Buffy fans are much more likely to share things that they have done, like tattoos, maybe things that they have made, um, art that they've drawn, opinions that they have. 
the friend subreddit, not that there's anything wrong with this, is mostly just images of zingers from the show, which is fun. <laughs> I was going to say, it's just a bunch of memes, right? It's, it's like... just a bunch of memes. Yeah, absolutely. As with and... most large subreddits, I guess. So. Well, exactly. But you just, people connect with Buffy on such an emotional level, mm-hmm. which like you're just not connecting maybe in the same way with friends because of just the nature of what kind of show it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of a, a crowd pleaser than Buffy ever was, and so it has a wider appeal, but wider and shallower rather than narrow and deep. Yeah, exactly. And I took a look at the CSI subreddit, r slash CSI, and it, in contrast, is what's generally known as an F-fest or a ghost town. Ah, delightful. Uh, it has 353 subscribers total. Wow. And the top post is one month old. Uh, it's all <gasps> sub one day for Buffy and friends. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, CSI, people just don't care about. They'll watch it, but they don't care about it. Well, there's nothing to care about. Nothing. I mean... Uh, like, There's David Caruso assume... doing his one-liners, but that's not even the original one. That's, that's Miami. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just so episodic, which Incredible. is the entire point of it. I that's get how that, you syndicate. And I understand, yeah. And I mean, that's what makes it so easy for you to just sit down and watch. Like, you don't have to have seen the other episodes. You don't have to see any episode, and you can watch any episode, right? Exactly. Doesn't matter yeah. who the characters are, they're all archetypes of some extent. Yeah. All right, that was a good segment. Let's talk about Zanya planning their wedding tables. I was wondering if you were going to really connect with this. Not really. <laughs> they're, they've invited Dehofren, and that's difficult. Or they're going it's to hilarious. Dehofren. I love it. It's so good. Putting Uncle Rory anywhere near the bar near is the a bar? terrible idea. Like, what are they thinking? Far from the bar. Oh my god. Yes, it'll suck. Like, it'll suck for Uncle Rory. It's supposed to. He's an alcoholic. You keep him away from the bar. You don't make him happy by putting him near the bar. You make him fucking walk, you know? Oh, my God. As far away as possible. I didn't really connect with this. Uh, Our (laughs) tables were pretty easy to do in comparison. Yeah. You don't have any wild drunken relatives slash ex-demon bosses. I don't think we had too many drunken relatives. Oh, we had a few really drunken relatives, actually. That was fun. (laughs) Fun times. (laughs) That's how it goes, right? (laughs) Invisibuffy wanders into the magic box. She knows she's invisible and she don't care. She chats and does wacky things with props for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, she's just having the time of her life, you know? So I was trying to find out, you know, why? Why is she invisible? And all that the wiki told me was that SMG had requested to cut her hair, which is why her hair gets cut. And nothing about... The fact that she's invisible for most of this episode. Nothing about the fact that she had, like, one day max of recording for this. (laughs) And what? Because, yeah, this is not, like, the episode that you plan out to have the wacky invisible protagonist for your show. This is like, shit, SMG is committed to something else. We need an episode. Let's find a spec script that has her invisible. And, I mean, I only looked on the wiki... So, like, I didn't look anywhere else. Maybe if I dug a bit more, I'd find out why. But the wiki's pretty good for finding weird little things like that. Oh my god. Why is she (laughs) invisible the entire time? Uh, And uh, so much of this episode, because Buffy is invisible, relies on 
effects to make it seem like there's a, an invisible Buffy and also sound design because you've got the camera panning over an empty room so you have to have the sound design on point and I would say it fails at both of these. When Buffy's invisible in the bed and like sitting up and it's got the sheets all like conforming yeah. to her invisible body, that's cool. I like that one. That was really cool, yeah. The eyeballs that are clearly on strings, less enthused by. The sound design, which has like <laughs> constant, constant wacky music playing in the background. <laughs> over loud i'm like why i understand that it's a wacky happenstance you don't need to hit me over the head with this fucking music that goes on for half the episode <laughs> it's... oh boy I, yeah it's a strange choice uh, i got nothing for you friend there's a reference to marcy and her invisibleness back in season one that's not what's it's happening a good cut. it is a good it's cut a very good if they cut. had not said anything that would be crazy they've already had an invisible girl episode yeah, if you're having another one you have to mention the uh, the first one and we do have this cute little running gag of buffy saying she was getting her hair cut and the girls fixating on that and, and then saying that so it sounds really cute yeah, yeah. i love that gag there are certain <laughs> yeah. things about this episode that i was really happy with that's a gag that i think works very well it's so good yeah, yeah. So Xander suspects that it were Willow that has done this when Buffy goes on like a walk while she's invisible, which is a terrible plan. <sighs> like she doesn't have a cell phone. How will anyone ever find her ever again? I guess that's the point. She doesn't want to be found. Basically. Uh, yeah. So Xander goes to pay a visit to Willow and it turns out it weren't Willow, but like Willow's having problems with magic and almost relapsing, but she doesn't. She doesn't relapse. I've called this pink, of course. There you go. The skinny skulls <laughs> is what her t-shirt reads. Willow's not a badass, badass druggie anymore, so she's back in the light pink. Mm, you know? Like, couldn't she, she just have kept her clothes? <laughs> <laughs> they were such druggy clothes, were, though. Whatever. They looked way better. They did. But they were so clearly a drug addict's clothes. <laughs> Where's Amy? Amy had good clothes. Hey, where is Amy? I mean, yeah, Amy's probably not really the person Willow should be hanging out with No, anymore. she's probably gone for the rest of this show. Let's... I actually can't remember. So let's find out. Because Ooh. I feel that I've done her a disservice if we did not say goodbye to her, you yeah, know? Yeah, that would be a disservice. Like, in her last scene is that garbage where she just is talking about how she needs oh, the God. sage. Oh, God! I forgot that was the last time we saw her. I think it was, oh, too. It was terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, no. All right. Let's see. Oh, no. Yeah. This is not This is not the last. Okay. I didn't think it was, but, you know, who knows? Thank fucking I'm God. A, I'm a forgetful human sometimes. Yeah. All right. Buffy's throwing out a hat while invisible, and you've called out that Buffy is absolutely <laughs> right to do so. It's a trash like, hat. She she walks up to this woman and you're like, what the fuck is that? Now, you'll remember that, dear listeners, that I am always really obsessed when Buffy has like a studded jacket on. I think they look really cool. This hat, not so much. It's got studs all along the brim. It's purple. It's got purple. a star on the front of it. It's ill-fitting it's to top hat. it all off. Yeah. Oh, well, but it's sort of like pleathery. It's not just ill-fitting, it's poorly placed on her head so it Ugh. can be removed via sure. strings. 
That's why it's ill-fitting as well, right? The strings. Yes, Buffy walks up to this random person in the park and throws out her hat, claiming that she's done her a good service. She has. She's a very good ghost. (laughs) The ghost of fashion mistakes. Fashion victims. Fashion victims, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is just one of the wacky things that Buffy's going to get up to here. And honestly, let's, before we move on, Buffy is not one to throw fashion stones, all right? (laughs) With the number of things that Buffy's worn, like, oh, this is unfashionable. Fuck you, Buffy. You've got no fucking clue what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's true, but this hat is... Is particularly bad, I will say. Sure. Unlike Buffy's, what was the, Da Bomb? Was that what was written on oh. her toque in season three? Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, that toque was Da Bomb, you know? <laughs> and Buffy's throwing uh. shade about this fucking hat. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so Buffy steals a meter maid's car and goes to wreak havoc on Mrs. Kroger oh. from social services. The japes. Such japes. And this is like the wacky times are afoot music is so heavy yeah. here. Holy They're like, no, God. guys, what she's doing isn't horrible. It's, it's not horrible, fun. yeah. <laughs> Convincing a woman that she's crazy by moving her coffee mug and then telling her to kill? No, no, no. That just sets her career back as it should be. She was evil for trying to take Dawn away from this horrible household. Ugh. And, like, I mean, Doris should maybe, like, not that I'm saying that she should believe that she's hearing voices, but if I was sitting there and I thought I heard a voice that was telling me to kill, I would not react or, like, <laughs> tell anyone about it. That's a mistake, Doris. It is a mistake. It's like, true. you pretend everything's okay. You don't make a scene about the voices. No, I, no, no. I'm so worried now about how many voices you hear on the regs. Listen, that's the whole point. You don't know. <laughs> oh, that's worrying. I know where you live. (laughs) I invite you over frequently. Constantly. Jeez. So can we skip over the japes and go to Willow spray painting a dumpster? I think think we've made our case for Doris. Yeah. I love seeing Willow spray painting this dumpster. I think it's a neat visual and I fucking love that. Yes, this is the classic Willow. She's smart. She's going to figure it out. (laughs) Of course. Like, oh. I'll just spray paint an invisible thing and I can see it then. I know where where it is. This is what you do when shit is invisible. Exactly. You you paint it. This is what you do. Yeah, that's how you deal with invisible things. Fucking yeah, love it. She did like she did detective work to figure out where Buffy was, and then she found these invisible things, and she's got her spray paint, and it is great. It's classic Willow. It's Ace's detective work far better than it should be, because she comes away from this, like, crime scene where Buffy was turned invisible with a paint chip from a van and a tire, tire tread, marks. and then finds the van, and you're like, that? Yeah. How small is Sunny D? Well. Small. <sighs> it's small. It's pretty small. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you apparently like this sweater. I'm, fucking I'm obsessed coat with this nonsense. with this sweater coat. Yeah, I love it so much. I'd wear the shit out of this. Are you I love serious? It. Uh, it looks so fallish and warm. It's very basically. Autumnal. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. Is that I, I'm feeling like fall is oh. starting, 
And so I'm just being swept away by that. <laughs> right. You need maximum coziness now. Oh, look at it. Oh, look, it's so fucking cozy. Mm, snuggle right down in there. Because it's a yeah. sweater that goes like down to the knees, right? With buttons from the yeah. waist up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such And it's got nonsense. some nice autumn colors happening. Yeah, it does at that. It's great. I love it. Oh, so yours is supposed to, is supposed to say sweater coat thing? Question mark, yes. Question mark, yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't agree with this sweater coat, but you can... If you want to find one and get it, you can go right ahead. If I can, I will. You know my feelings it on it. <laughs> constantly around you. That's fine. I'll just judge you slightly more than I usually do. Yeah, no change here. <laughs> Yeah, so Willow's figged a bunch of stuff out, but where has Buffy gone? (gasps) (laughs) I think I took zero notes about this. I don't have a single note about her showing up in Spike's crypt, yeah. It's this one Uh, scene that I remember. Spike is watching TV, he's gonna drink some blood, but oh no, there's some sort of ghost. It's a sexy ghost. And then he has sex with the sexy ghost. And I guess it, it's a little bit later that the the scene that I really remember is. Yeah. First, we get Zanya figuring out that invisible things discombobulate. Their molecules misalign after some time or something. Oh, there's a lot of science mumbo jumbo in this episode. <laughs> so this is a trope that the next generation from Star Trek is really guilty of. It's like, you yeah. know, once the radiation levels hit 100%, you're fucked. But at 99%, yeah. you're fine. That just means you got an entire percentage point to go. Same thing right, with discombobulation. No 99% yeah. discombobulated, totally fine. Fine. 100% discombobulated, fucked. And you're like, that's... Why would... Who who wrote this? <laughs> how did you never... Uh, how did you never consider that that's not how any of this works? Just to imagine they, like, make Buffy visible again, and she's become horribly mutated... Perfect. I would love From, it. Right? Yeah. Because it would make a lot she more sense. She turned mostly to some sort of pudding-esque substance. Yeah, mostly pudding. Because <laughs> that's how things actually work. Poor Zanya. They just, they're given so little to do here. <laughs> yeah, they get this pudding scene, so good for them. So Lil J and Andrew want to vi- revisify Buffy before she dissolves, and Warren's less enthused about all that. He's like, uh, whatever. If the Slayer dies, she dies. And you're like, you are a much worse person than your friends are. When Lil' Jay stands up to him, I was actually quite touched by it. Oh, Lil' Jay, he's so cute. It's weird. It's like him and Andrew just really never considered any consequences of their actions. And they don't want to be evil. No. Like, they really just want to, uh, I don't know what they want. (laughs) Chicks, chicks, chicks. And they money. see naked women, yeah. yeah, and get money. It was spelled and not out on work. the board, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they don't want to hurt anyone, no. and they certainly don't want to hurt Buffy. Like Lil Jay's been saved by Buffy, mm-hmm. you know. Michaela, what's that noise uh, coming coming uh, from the distance? Is it? Oh no! Is it the sound of our second segment? Accurate choo, but misleading. Choo. Do tell. Oh, I think I'm going to leave this one up to you if that's oh, all right. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> it's so good. Like, now that the segments aren't related to what we're talking about, like you just have, have no, no idea. Yeah. 
accurate but, but misleading just sounds like technically correct to me. Basically. And I didn't want but to reuse that segment, but yeah. Yeah. We're doing technically <laughs> but correct But I don't know again. what... But what about, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's that time of the episode when Michaela and I present accurate but misleading summaries of the episode we just watched. Oh, good. Michaela, oh, no. would you like to go first? Oh, God. I'd be technically correct. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is hard. Do you want to take a mulligan on this one? I might. Like, honestly, I my sick brain does not work. All right. Like, it, well, <laughs> it really doesn't. The viewers will have to suffice with just mine for now. Here is my accurate but misleading summary of the episode we just watched. Buffy's friends have a hard time seeing how frustrated she is by her surroundings. (laughs) Meanwhile, the trio go to a local arcade to have fun, but end up causing mischief there instead. (laughs) Uh, What's the rating there? Like 10 out of 10? 11? Yeah, Yeah. I'd say that's teaks worthy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not trying to ape teeks necessarily. I'm trying like no, I know. the hard time seeing how frustrated she is like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really the core of this. And then the trio do go to an arcade to have fun. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But mischief yeah. happens instead. Fine. It's fine. Uh, All right. Back quickly to the scene that I do remember. Spike is having sex with Buffy while she's invisible. And Xander <laughs> walks in on this happening and is very oh, confused. Yeah, so Spike has to pretend he's doing push-ups naked in bed. <laughs> the sound of Buffy, <laughs> like, ooze as this happens. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, that was good. And then, um, <laughs> then yes, Spike is talking about how he has not seen Buffy lately. Uh, mm, also technically correct. Technically yep. correct. And Buffy starts nibbling on his ear as this is happening. And that's definitely what yeah. I remembered from this episode is just Spike's little earlobe twitching away <laughs> madly around, yeah. as he tries to talk to Xander. Oh, boy. Oh, God. He's acting so weird. It, like oh, It's such a rough <laughs> episode to film for anyone other than SMG. Yeah. 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 Which is why I, all... I have such a hard time believing that SMG was like capable of filming this no it's true oh just think like this whole scene you know what this is this is all a bunch of mime work from spike oh god and i hate mime I work know, i know how much you love mimes. Fucking mimes bullshit he has to like hold her at arm's length yeah um, oh yeah all just the he worst has to talk and, like... to this invisible <laughs> fucking oh god yeah yeah it's rough yeah. all around and dawn gets her invisibuffy time next and just starts freaking out about how casual Buffy is about the whole thing. But also Dawn's a teenager. She's full of hormones. It's true. But again, it's it's night. Dawn was supposed to come <laughs> home first thing after school. She's clearly sneaking in. Mm-hmm. And Buffy doesn't give two shits about it because she's too obsessed with how invisible she is. Yeah, floating a pizza and thinking she's <sighs> all that for doing so. Yeah. Uh, Willow finds the evil lair via detective work that did not involve any magic although warning (laughs) encrypted information i think was what was displayed on screen so basically she's at the espresso pump which apparently has computers (laughs) and she has to deal with dial up which is so infuriatingly slow that she almost uses magic. Cast your to mind make it go far faster. forward to the distant <laughs> year of 2002. It's the yeah. future now. The future. And we have computers at our espresso stands. Oh boy, what a 
lofty place this is. Okay, so yes, Willow's found the evil lair. There's a bunch of fun stuff to look at. Blueprints for the Invisaray and stuff are on full display. But oh no, the nerds have turned themselves invisible too and take her hostage. Disastrous. And now Willow has to do a bunch of mime work. Ah, oh, so much mime so much from everyone. Mime work. It's such a rough episode. <laughs> I enjoy when they do like the camera pan to nothing. I mean, yeah, it's it's funny, but it really needs a lot better sound work to complement yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and then so the nerds, so Andrew and Jonathan want to turn Buffy back. Mm-hmm. So they basically they've captured Willow, and they want Buffy to come you know, meet them at the arcade where they have Willow. And their plan, their plan is to then turn her visible. Warren's plan is not. But like, for some reason, they let little Jay call Buffy. (laughs) Like, shouldn't Andrew call Buffy? No, the repeated gag of, do I know you? And then little Jay changes his voice. No, Uh, we've never met before. (laughs) Which is adorable, but also... He was presumably talking freely around Willow, who would also <laughs> recognize his voice. Oh, it's so good. Right? It's so good and how dumb apart. it is. I love it. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, the climax is so much nonsense. As you mentioned, Warren's going to accelerate the particle ionization of Buffy. Well, you see, Willow looked at the plans, <sighs> and she understands exactly how this invisible ray works Well, it's works got a now. switch that says, like, invisible, kill. <laughs> and it's pointed to kill. <laughs> and so she's like, she has time, apparently, to be like, no, Buffy, wait. He's not going to turn you less or more visible. He's going to kill you. And Warren's like, it's, I'm yeah. going to stop here and hold this gun while I bicker with you instead of killing Buffy. It's so terrible. Anyway. It's bad, Everyone gets yeah. revisified. Uh, Buffy's beat up the nerds in the cheapest and easiest to film fight scene ever. And this is, I think this is when the camera panning around to various empty things really got on yeah. my nerves. Because it's the because sound it's, of fighting. Ugh. And then like, it's just a camera panning slowly around a room. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I, I want a, something else to look at right now. And, like, sure, Andrew lands on a pinball machine and that breaks and Warren gets tossed in the ball pit. Why is there a ball pit in an arcade? And everyone just stays exactly where they are for implausible amounts of time while Willow can revisify them all. It's all made slightly better by several things here. Warren introduces himself to Buffy and says that the trio are her arch nemesis that if i recall correctly is gonna get a good amount of play in the previous oh one. shit of course it is <laughs> oh, of course it is that nemesis sees drop yeah of course uh, yeah and then Lil, like they have to get out of here and they turn to lil j and he <laughs> he's, got he's got a smoke bomb. bomb which he very energetically throws down onto the ground and then they all disappear but they're stuck stuck behind this locked door <laughs> and they're just so lame that like buffy and willow don't no, even they don't care, care but they're still them. there no oh, boy yeah so like that makes things a bit better but honest to god Let's just finish this episode. Buffy wants to live, Michaela. She realized when she was close to death that she wanted to live again. Good for her, man. That's great. And that's our episode. I mean, 
in the list of people who don't care, the security guard who's like, what's the ruckus back here? Gives zero shits that Willow's got a huge gun. No one has a problem with this huge gun. They've got the right. diamond. They've got the diamond now. Such a big diamond. Why does Buffy oh, need to go to Jesus work Christ. next episode if she's got a diamond? Fence it, black market. I don't know, man. Also that we have the gag of Andrew being Tucker's brother. Oh, yes, yes. That comes up in a very big way. <laughs> No one knowing who he is. And people not even really Blake remembering stares. Tucker. Yeah, no, it's just, it's perfect. It's really good. Love that. And yeah, that's that's basically our episode, right? That's it, yeah. Cool. Uh, Michaela, did you like this episode? It's fine. Yeah, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. There there are fun things about it. <laughs> yeah, they there are some, some silly fun things. <laughs> there were... Much worse episodes very yes. recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we get a little bit of development for, with Willow trying to stay on the wagon, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Not fall and off the wagon. And with Buffy, you know, coming to terms with the fact that maybe she doesn't want to die and then still claiming that she has no interest in having sex with Spike anymore, <laughs> but... Then throwing that at the window almost immediately, as usual. Yeah, exactly. That Those words mean yeah. nothing at this point. No, yeah. they really don't. Yeah. I'll remember this episode. And I'll remember the bits that I remember of it fondly. <laughs> Buffy comes off so poorly. Holy bejesus. Yeah. She comes off so poorly. Yeah, it makes her look pretty bad. She's a bad guardian. She's a bad person. Yeah. Dawn's teenage angst slash shenanigan, shenanigans are pretty warranted, in my opinion. Yeah, fully. Michaela, who won this episode? Oh, that's a good question. Is it Willow Hmm. for not relapsing? Is it the nerds for coming up against Buffy and being allowed to just get away? Maybe. No one else is really doing much, are they? Buffy doesn't Like, Dawn's certainly not. Definitely not Dawn. Not Mrs. Kroger. Poor poor Mrs. Kroger. Poor Doris. Doris. Yeah. I think I would take a Willow, yeah. Let's go for a Willow win. Yeah, she doesn't relapse. Good job, Willow. Oh, she does her detective work and is successful. Yeah. She yeah. shows that she has other strengths. She's super smart. She yeah. uses computers again. That's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Love seeing that as always. What was the best outfit from the episode? Sweater! Boo! <laughs> Strong disagree from David. Strong disagree. What's your pick? I... That fucking wig? You want to pick that <laughs> wig? <laughs> there's there's nothing. Oh, we forgot our pictures of the new do, which is I've called new oh, do yeah. and you've called super cute because it is it, super cute. Because it is cute. Yeah. yeah, we did forget. It's fine. You could you could pick her new hair. If yeah, you want. I like her new hair. I when she's walking away from the hairdressers, like that that is my outfit. She looks very Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, she's got her sweet see-through shirt on, you know. It's oh, all good. <laughs> God, why is she wearing that around a social worker? It's yeah, fine. It's fine. What did Teeks think of this episode? He called it the one where Buffy's invisible. That's very close. The one where Buffy turns invisible. Yeah. This is pretty classic Teeks. I would say that none of it made me lose my mind, but it's pretty classic Teeks. I love this episode. It's really funny. I just love it. It's one of my favorite episodes from season six. (laughs) It's it's just like the mediocrity of episodes that get that... That appellation really... Yep. In this episode, Buffy gets mad at Spike, so she chops her hair off. (laughs) Random. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I've heard a grosser mischaracterization. (laughs) Like what the episode's about? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to keep going. Then she gets her hair cut. Really cute, by the way. 
Whilst walking out of the hair salon, she runs into Andrew, Jonathan, and Warren, and they turn her invisible with their invisibility ray. She goes and sees Xander and Anya, who are planning their wedding, and tells them that she's invisible, obviously. She then goes to Spike, and they have some naked invisible fun. Also random. (laughs) I just just don't know what this episode is about, you know? It's such a mischaracterization of the word random, too. Yeah. Willow realizes that Buffy will start to deteriorate if she doesn't become visible again. Willow and Buffy find the trio, and Buffy becomes visible again, whilst the three run away from her. I love the wilds. So, <laughs> so many wilds. They're flying fast and free, uh, you know? Fast and free. This sounds yeah. like a, an 8 out of 10. It's a 9. What? <laughs> it's a 7.5 on IMDb. 7.7, 7, yeah. sorry. On the Buffy phenomenon, this is 112 out of 144. <laughs> yeah, distinctly in the bottom third, as it should be. As it should be, yeah. Oh, boy. Good. Well, that is it for this episode. Next episode, let me let me tell you about this, Michaela. We have oh, no. an episode called Double Meat Palace. We do. Double Meat is one word, I believe, <laughs> rather than two. You just, so you've seen the episode title. That's all I'm... This... Michaela, this is, I think, what this pod should have been. If I had a better memory, but, like, not too good, I think it would have been perfect. Because this is exactly the amount I want to know about an episode. It's where I can tell you things, but, like, are those things wildly inaccurate? Who knows? (laughs) They're what I remember from having seen this one and a half times, because I think I watched this episode when it was first airing. Weird. Like, I, you know, Buffy was just on the television at one point sure. when I was home from school, and I was like, oh, You're what's flipping. happening here? And it yeah. was super weird, and I was like, what's going on? And it probably gave me nightmares because I was like 12. I was, wasn't even 12. I was 11. Yeah, that's oh. true. So this episode, Buffy goes to find work at the local fast food restaurant, Double Meat Palace. They are uh-huh. setting us up for a classic Sweeney Todd sort of situation where uh, workers are disappearing all the time. There's a giant meat grinder that like is hand operated and, you know, it, it <laughs> makes the double meat, right? And so it's pretty clear that this is going to be them grinding up the, the workers for the double meat patties. I think Buffy at one point finds like a toe or a finger in there or something. But it turns out it's not the suspicious-looking owner. That was a double bluff. Instead, it is the kindly old lady who I want to say is like a giant worm trapped in a tiny human suit. <laughs> so, I don't want you to comment on how accurate any of that is. Because honestly, if I'm so far off the mark, I'm going to be delighted that that was what I remembered of this. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> so... That is, I'm like 98% sure that's what we got coming up next who's episode. Who's to say? Yeah, who's to say? Um, we'll see how much of that's accurate. I'm really, really enchanted by it. Looking forward to the whole thing. You know, maybe that explains why you were so sure that the mayor was a giant snake trapped in a tiny man body It's something that they time. come back to all the time. They've done it <laughs> twice now. Man, we haven't had enough snakes recently. We have not had a giant snake in so long since <laughs> Glory conjured that one. Oh, yeah. God. We have had too many giant snakes. I don't want there to be more giant snakes, but I think she's like a weird demon in a tiny old lady suit. Uh, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Good. I'm glad for you. <laughs> I have no idea. Again, as with this episode, I have no idea what the actual quality of this episode is uh. going to be. I yeah, was good. burned last time. 
but not as badly as I feared I would be. So in the end, I think we're all winners. It's a roller coaster. It right? is a roller coaster. Yeah. Okay. I think that's about it from us here. Uh, good. Yeah, I'm good. Until next time, um, our listeners can email us beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. They can find this episode up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. The pictures are up on the Facebook page. And if you want to reach out to us personally, you can find us on Minds, a blockchain-based social network powered by <laughs> Ethereum. I am on God. there at Minds Your Manners, Michaela. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Minds Your Manners is. Oh, oh, that's gross. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I'm on there at Minds Crafts. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. And until next time. Farewell from the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth.